Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Amy. And this is Monumental, a small show about the big things God does in the lives of ordinary people. Sometimes it seems like missionaries are born to be that, missionaries. And they've had a deep calling, it seems like, all their lives. They kind of sound more like superheroes, but that's not every missionary story, or probably most. But today we get a glimpse of what was the making of a missionary, who was an unlikely candidate and who never dreamed she'd ever become a missionary. This is the story of Cheryl Hatfield. So how far back does that story go that led us to being at Beijing Baptist Church? Right, yeah. Um, It actually goes back to our dating days. I remember sitting in Mark's house in a mill house in Seneca, probably late 1984, and we were talking about marriage, talking about future, those big those questions, big, the big questions. Yeah. You know, how do we are we matched well enough to be together? Yeah. And he starts talking about how would you like to serve overseas? And I said, no, no interest, <laughs> not at all. And that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> um, but we did get married. Yeah. Okay. So, so you thought that settled that? <laughs> I thought it settled that. I thought that was that was done. Yeah. You know, but he decided we we could still get married in 1985. Yeah. So he yeah, was. Yeah. He, it was. Was that just like I'm going to throw this out there, or is it something that he had always had in the back of his mind? Like, I might like to really do this. I think he always had it in the back okay. of his mind. Many many years later, after we had moved and moved into our second house, right. and I was cleaning out files and things that get moved when you right, move. Right. There's papers and papers and papers of mission organizations about oh he was mm-hmm. like he was, he he was, was really thinking about that. He was thinking yeah. about that. Okay. So then of course I ditched those real fast. <laughs> don't give him any ideas. We don't want to remind him of no, that. <laughs> no. And so I thought that that topic of course was done. Right. Yeah. Until um, he decides in two thousand five to go to seminary. So that way you were married in 85. So that was... That's right. And of course, as we were talking, in between, we um, had led a normal life, comfortable, it's good. Yeah. We met the Finnamores, Jim and Marge. We met your family. Right. So your family, Amy, yeah. getting to know your family, getting to know the Finnamores, um, probably 10 years apart, 1985, getting to right. know the Finnamores, 1995, getting to know your family, right. realizing... You know, your dad has designs and desires to go overseas. Right. What does that look like? Watching you guys talking. Figuring that out. Figuring that out. Knowing Mm -hmm. that you guys are real people. Yeah. And so it helped me kind of process some of that and, and, and think. Because you had kind of had in your mind, like, missionaries are... Those these people, big, like these well, that's holy what people thinks, who have it all right? together, they and like, they, yeah, everything has it all together. They're kind of like superhumans, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. But right, and so I think that helped ground yeah. my thinking that yeah. you know, and of course, over the years, we got to know your family, got to visit, right. got mm-hmm. to talk, and so a lot of those things really did. You help. saw we did our, our flaws and our quirks and. Well, you were real, real people. Yeah, real people. And, <laughs> and things, yeah, yeah. the questions, like, because I remember you and I, what is biblical? What yeah. is cultural? <laughs> what is American? What is Christian? And those things have always rung in my head. Mm-hmm. And jumping ahead, when we're working with internationals, what is biblical? What is cultural? What right. is biblical? What is American? Right. You know. So working through what's good for us, what's good for our family, right. um, looking at different seminaries. He was about to sign on with one in Greenville yeah, that required chapel 
every single day at 11 o'clock. Mm. Mark has a construction business. Right. Mm. That didn't the work. Didn't really it didn't drive. work. Oh, okay. Until yeah. at the very last minute, somebody told him about Gordon Conwell in Charlotte right. that they did weekend classes. Yeah. They did week-long modules. They did online. Yeah. And so immediately that's where he went and that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so your husband was in construction. What did you do? I was home with the kids, mm-hmm. four kids. At that time we were homeschooling. They were all teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kristen was a senior in high school right? when mm-hmm. he started. So then we're looking at colleges for her yeah. and you know, working out the, the homeschool, high school curriculums right, for the right, kids. Right, right, right. They're all in some crucial times in their life. Yeah. <laughs> they are. And we always yeah. wonder, is it better for a guy to go to seminary when they're babies? Right. Yeah. Or when they're teenagers? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's tough yeah. either way. Right. Yeah. Right. It's tough either yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but the Lord was good. And, but those were so some... So he ended up going. He did go. Right. Yeah. He started in 2005 finished in 2011. So he went part-time, worked at Hatfield Builders. Right. Part-time, sort of. Oh, what was um, Mark's thought or direction when he said, I'm going to seminary? Like, Was he thinking, okay, this yeah. is because I want to go into the pastorate or because I'm thinking I want to go do overseas work? Probably both. Mm-hmm. Both. And I think it probably kind of evolved as time went on but to get the master divinity you can do a lot oh what were you feeling or thinking when he's doing the seminary thing and i'm sure it probably bubbled up some like this is is he gonna push me towards like wanting to do something that i'm totally not comfortable with or like what was happening to you okay so here's a journal entry i wrote and it may answer that question When Mark first talked about going to seminary, I really was not for the idea. (laughs) He keeps very busy with work and often burns the candle at both ends anyway. God has been working in his life to calm him down, to make him a more godly person. Just an insert here, we struggled with anger in our marriage for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm thinking, how does this work? How do you go to seminary if you're angry in the family and the marriage? in looking over the qualifications of elders in First Timothy mm-hmm. 3, I've always had trouble seeing Mark in that picture. Above reproach was my biggest on my black mm. because of the anger issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I do have to say, I have seen much growth in him in the last few months and years. Our home is much more peaceful. Remembering mm-hmm. this is written in November 2005. Yeah. For years, I prayed that God would give him a hunger and thirst for righteousness. I believe God is answering that prayer. However, I also knew if God did answer that prayer, I would have to adjust to those changes. (laughs) The adjusting is sometimes difficult for me. The known is difficult. Yeah. But often it is better than the unknown. So here's where I have a real issue. And this was me. I do not want to be a pastor's wife or serve overseas. I've never had those desires. Mm -hmm. Before we married, Mark asked me if I would serve overseas. I said no. So you're mm-hmm. recalling, hey, we had this conversation, and I, I said thought this no. Was, I, thought I thought this, this was, was settled. <laughs> and he has no recollection of that he at has all. No oh, he doesn't remember that conversation. That. No. Uh, but yeah. to you, of course, you're like, uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I thought I'd never hear it again. I am not the evangelist type. I don't do well with people. I much prefer to be in the background. And yet, in some ways, I feel like I'm fighting against God here. If God leads Mark in this direction, who am I not to go along? I just thought of Moses, who came up with every reason not to be the leader God wanted him to be. (laughs) 
Yeah. And so those were feelings I was wrestling with yeah. right, at the beginning of his seminary journey. Yeah. yeah. Even going forward to January of 2006. So he's got a semester under his belt. Correct. Another Sunday night difficult discussion before he left for a week-long intensive class centered around his desires to serve overseas or pastor and me having no such desires. Don't you have desires for something else is basically what he said. No, I have no desires beyond what I'm doing right now. Right now my life centers on our kids, their development, their education. I feel my rebellious heart against God's authority. Can God forgive and change that? Mm-hmm. So you were beginning to feel unsettled. Okay, you have this issue with your husband, but your relationship with God was you were feeling unsettled yes. about that. Yes, that there's something yes. wrong. And I did here. not want to go that route. Right, and I felt like God was making me go that route. Yeah, I'm committed to my husband. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm in conflict here. You're feeling right. myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And God. Right. So here's another journal entry, yeah. March 2006. One common thought pattern is my feeling of inadequacy for mission work. Yeah. I mm. know my resistance is rebelling against God. I ask God to remove my lack of faith. I don't want that responsibility or accountability of being a pastor's wife or missionary wife. I must admit that the missionaries I know are real people. They live like I do. They struggle with everyday things. They struggle with family relationships. They serve in their homes. I feel like I have nothing to offer. I feel like Moses felt. So earlier on, you had this idea of a missionary personality caricature. I'm not that. Right. I can't do that. Right. For and whatever that no, is. No, you said earlier you is, don't feel idea. like an evangelist and you're thinking, oh, missionaries, they have to be evangelists. That's and, right. That's and right. And extroverts and out I'm there with a, and that's people. Not and, yeah. and so now yeah. you're, as the Lord's pushing yeah. you and your husband's pushing you, you're, but I'm not adequate for this. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But then at I'm the same time, you're seeing other families who it's are real, real, real. Yeah. yeah, normal people with normal struggles like you, and they're doing it. They're but doing that didn't really work. support your you weren't desire there to not go. <laughs> no. Right. Right. But it was a beginning right. work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The comment, though, following up on that journal entry, mm-hmm. I was sitting in a room. I was at a co- homeschool co-op, I think in a study hall. And there was a poster on the wall, and there was a verse from Exodus (laughs) 4.12. God said to Moses, now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. And it just Mm. kind of hit me. I was like, no, that's not what I want to hear. Did you tell Mark um, any of this kind of what your train of thought? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think he was so focused on studies. And, of course, we were busy with the kids. Right. But you guys asked a question, something about, you know, I forgot what it was. But it made me think of, as time went on, mm-hmm. the issues we had yeah. with anger mm-hmm. or how, how did that stress yeah. <laughs> for the seminary at what point? You know, there was a turning point, I think, in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen went to visit you. Mm-hmm. When she was there, we decided to do a home redo. We would put hardwood floors in the kitchen. We would paint oh, yeah. the kitchen walls. You know, she's out. It's, it's yeah. good. I don't, I don't know how much people, fewer yeah. people. This is your daughter. Kristen, our daughter, mm-hmm, oldest, yeah. spent two months with the Donnell family. And then we realized, great time to do a house project. Mark's in seminary. <laughs> it's summer. <laughs> you know, it's probably not a very smart thing to do. <laughs> so that, that brought a lot of stress yeah. for us. 
And I remember Kristen coming back, and she said, that was the worst summer ever. And it wasn't because of you. <laughs> it was because when she got back, things were just blowing up. She felt the stress at home. She felt yeah. the stress. I think she felt the tension. There was a moment at which, you know, the hardwood floors, which I wanted to put, I thought it'd be cool to put them in ourselves. <laughs> My grandparents did that. Construction company, yeah, that's right. right. right, right. You know, do this. I like projects. Right. So just to kind of tell you what it was like, by midsummer, I'd had enough. I'd said, you know what? Mm. I'm done. I'm driving down Woodruff Road. My tears are streaming down my face. I said, I can't do the stress. I can't do the anger. Mm. I'm done with this marriage. Mm. And even as I was reviewing some of this, I thought, man, those, those are raw. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've looked at this enough now. I think it's not as raw. But thinking back. Mm-hmm. I was done with our marriage, and I couldn't take it anymore. Mm. But as I cried, and you had been you had been having fights, but you weren't really talking about what you were thinking about not wanting to go do overseas work. Well, mm-hmm. and I think it was probably a buildup of everything. I yeah. don't think it was necessarily. It wasn't even about, just that. No, yeah. I think it's we always had trouble during stressful times. It was. And Mark will tell you it's sinful, explosive anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sinful, explosive anger is directed at a person. Mm-hmm. Right. Not so much an issue. Right. 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 And I think the Lord has helped us as time has gone on point more to the issue yeah. and work through the issue. But that was just a very hard summer. It was yeah. seminary, it was house, it was you know, kids in college. Yeah. It was it was everything. It was a whole culmination. It of was. And, yeah. I, and then of course my feelings of mm-hmm. I don't want to and I don't want to do what he's asking me to do. Right. Exclamation point. <laughs> right. And so I, that was part, it was all yeah. together. Yep. So I'm driving down the road, Woodruff Road, tears are streaming down my face. Mm. And I think all these things are going through yeah. my head. Yeah. I thought how bad a divorce would look at for somebody who's in seminary who wants to be a pastor. What does mm. that look like? Right. Mm. I thought of our kids. What do you tell your kids? What does it look like for a person who claims to be God-fearing to throw in the towel on marriage? Mm. What kind of example does that set for our kids? Mm. I thought of the vows and commitments that we made before God and mm. witnesses. What would divorce look like for someone who believes in the rightness of marriage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all these things are going through my head. I'm driving down the road. And I thought of Jesus and why he came. Mm. And so then I started backtracking. Why did Jesus come? He came to die for my sins for my anger, for my rebellion. Essentially, I was preaching the gospel to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt like a long time, but it was just a matter of minutes. I was like, I I can't do that. So recommitted and said, no, I'm going to keep the vows we made. Mm -hmm. And maybe our marriage doesn't look pretty, but it will be intact. Mm -hmm. And that was 2007, in the middle of the summer, where it just, it was hellish for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I had to come back to who is Jesus, mm-hmm. what did he do, did he really die for these sins? And, you know, we've been married 35 years now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord has, has been gracious. We've learned, uh, as I would say, maybe success strategies. Mm-hmm. When there's tension, what do we do? Yeah. But that was a turning yeah. point. Um, was, was he also willing to say, yeah, we need help? Let me follow up with that. Okay. Because that was July. Okay. Right. August, 
at Christina and Ryan Drama's wedding. Yes. Were you there? Yes. Your daughter's wedding? I was a friend, a mutual friend. Oh, a friend. A friend. Mark decides to throw in the towel at the reception. He tells me, he says, at the reception, I'm done. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that was hard. Um, Naturally, I was crushed because I had just a few weeks before committed to stay together. Mm, And so, yes, we get counseling. So you guys really both in the same place with your marriage. Yes. Thinking this is falling apart. Yes. And then Jamie Howell's at the wedding reception, and he's watching this fall apart at the reception you Both had a fight you. at the reception well uh, yeah, you were, probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know as much as you can hide it from the public yeah right right, <laughs> right. no but yeah but your pastor passed. was he knew you well enough to kind of see what was going on oh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. so you know kudos to jamie who knows mm-hmm. us really well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah picked up on all of it and yeah. So just, and it, like I said, this year we celebrated 35 years mm-hmm. we've committed to stay together. We've worked, we've, I think God has just grown us, though. I think just, I can't say we've done any specific thing mm. to fix our marriage, mm. mm-hmm. but praying, seeking the Lord. And I would say I'm glad we didn't decide to stop mm. yeah. and quit. So so what happened, though? Your, um, your pastor sees things are falling apart here. <laughs> he, comes, he came to you guys he and did. said, okay, we need we to need sit to down. Together. We need to sit down we together. Do so this. did you start meeting with him regularly? I don't know how often mm-hmm. we did. You know, uh, that's now. Yeah. That's in the past. I don't sure. remember. But we did. I remember sitting on our back porch mm-hmm. talking through things, and it could have been several times. Um, but he was really good in helping yeah. us come back together. Yeah. yeah. So that's a lot of background, yeah. how we got to Beijing, mm. because it just goes to show that God is using all parts of our lives yeah. to get to the mm-hmm. end story. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So just to kind of wrap yeah. up Mark's seminary years, yeah. he graduated mm-hmm. in 2011. So he continued. I he mean, did. he even with your marriage struggles, he said, or you guys decided, keep going. Well, in my head, there were times I said, well, if he never finishes, at least he's better off. He's got more training than, than, mm-hmm. he, than he had before. Mm-hmm. Right. So in my head, that was fine. No harm. I'm always of the kind, you finish what you start. But... I wasn't sure I wanted what the end it of was. that was. <laughs> Where it might lead to. Yeah. I'll be okay if you, know, to, if you just uh, stop now. It's okay. Right. You're better off than what we you were. We can fudge on this one. It's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the, it, yeah. See, that was still me yeah, struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when he finished in 2011, someone told him not to jump into ministry position mm-hmm. right away. Let the learning sink in. Yeah. And see, he had gone to seminary when our kids were 17 to 11. Right. Finished when they were 23 to 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we needed time to rebuild our family. Yeah. Come back yeah. together. Um, so he went back to Hatford Builders and just kind of let it soak in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 2012 started kind of things rolling. He actually met a pastor, Steve Graham, who from Massachusetts, okay. um, who had come down, got to talk, and he said, Steve said, hey, I'm going to Russia in October. You want to come along? He <laughs> would go for a month to train pastors and teach in a Bible school, and he had a contact there. So Mark said, hey, yeah. So Mark went Wait, for wh- a month. What did you say to that? <laughs> okay. You're like, as long as it's him, it's That's fine. Right. You can go. <laughs> That's right. I don't have to go. That's Sign right. him up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So he did that. He did that fall of 2012. Um, and then that kind of started an idea rolling. Mm-hmm. He said he wanted to transition out of construction into ministry. Mm-hmm. 
well, you have a company and you've got employees and you've got people depending on you. How do you right. do that? Right. So he came up with a one, two, three plan. And the one month in Russia was that one. Hmm. Um, two was a two month internship with John Miller in Clarksville, Tennessee to be an intern and to help there. And the three an was. An intern doing what? Kind of being a pastoral intern. For a couple months. Yes. And for, did you go with him to yes, that? Yes. Okay. That was March, April 2013. I went. Okay. I didn't need to go one month in Russia, but for two yeah. months I was sure. be right. there. And it was seven hours away. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of got him rolling. Hey, maybe we can do three months. Same idea. Pastoral intern with Chris Powell in Toronto. Canada. Fall right. 2013. Right. So that was kind of the, the long range plan. One, two, three mm-hmm. plan. One, two, three. Um, and you still had one kid at home at this point. Philip graduated from 2012. He was in he was first in, year um, first year of college. Okay. So that year, so he was the first. Yeah. So freshman. it was a really great timing for that. It was. Mm-hmm. You know, no kids, no kids at home. Yeah. Still fairly local. Mm-hmm. I mean, not mm-hmm. too far. So you were done with homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Correct. And you, you were you okay with time. that, right? So what did you think about that? I said, well, you can do anything for a short period of time. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, you know, where he's done. The Russia trip. Mm-hmm. Um, we're preparing for the Tennessee two months in Tennessee. Yeah. And in the meantime, we realized God in his sovereignty had a different plan. <laughs> a pastor in Beijing was looking for someone to hold and steward finances and money that people were donating to Beijing Baptist Church, donating to get tax deductions. Right. Um, and the church that they were working with decided they didn't want to do it anymore so could we mm-hmm. help and bob okay. self gracious and kind and willing is it sure bob self is a um was our pastor at the time okay. at grace baptist okay and bob then asks a very innocent <laughs> but life-changing question to pastor joe says is there anything else you need <laughs> and he said uh actually there is I would like to come back to the States. Beijing Baptist Church needs a pastor. So <laughs> and that was thing. a very Just innocent little thing. <laughs> question, you know. And Bob responded. He said, oh, I have just the man for you. No, he did not. <laughs> a guy named Mark Hatfield. <laughs> he did. He did. Oh. He did. So Mark responded. Yeah. He wrote to Pastor Joe, sent a simple email introducing himself, answering a few questions, and that was it. So I did not know that was going on. Right. I had no okay. idea. No idea. January 3rd, 2013, Mark receives an email from Beijing Baptist Church that says, you're our, first, you're our candidate for pastoral candidate for Beijing Baptist Church. <laughs> I had no... no and you, you didn't know anything I didn't know anything Wait, this. we did not sign that. <laughs> <laughs> right. For that. Yeah. right. And we always, your, your husband had had an email, so he knew that they were considering him. So what was going on is he was emailing them from his work email uh, at the office, and I did so not know. you weren't seeing. I wasn't yeah. seeing any of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Did he not think it would come to anything? Probably not. Yeah, he's no, like, just eh. And he didn't want to freak you out about yeah. it, maybe? Or, yeah, yeah. Until it was a real... Right. Did he agree to being the pastor what or we decided, interviewing? Or? What we decided to do, the best way is to go visit. So to take a go-and-see trip. But remember, this is in the middle of planning to go to Tennessee right, right. for two months. You're on your one, oh, two, right. three you're step That's plan. right. Yeah. right. So this is kind of, we're planning to go to Tennessee, 
And it turns out that Pastor Joe, one, his wife is about to have a baby at the end of February. Okay. And they are moving back in June. Like, it's happening. So no they're looking for somebody ASAP. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So the best thing to do is to visit. So mm-hmm. we planned a 10-day trip to visit Beijing and Beijing Baptist Church in the middle of that March, April. But that's a, that's a pretty big step for you from where you're coming from in your previous you know, journal entries and trains of uh, trains of thought about uh-uh i'm not doing mm-hmm. that no, no way no 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 yeah. no to okay, okay let's go, we'll go all visit. over there right see. exactly that's a huge jump and i know it, it's taken 30 years but that's a big difference and i think that's god willing recognizing we're empty nesters mm-hmm. you were at a different and we were talking about two years Going for two years. Going for and so two you're thinking, years. okay, it's still a semi short term thing. Right. Yeah. Nine okay. months there, the idea in, in summer home and nine months there yeah. to be the interim. Yeah. That was the plan. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if you, you yeah. know something short, sure. Sure. Try it for a it's easier years. To, to commit <laughs> it's to really something. like God was think. like easing you into everything. Yeah, right. Like, okay. Yeah, it, like he actually knows our frame. Yeah. Right? And he knows that we're dust and he knows our weaknesses. One, two, one of the things that we, Mark and I did talk about, if he had designs and ideas to go overseas, we knew we were in our 50s. We knew we needed to be in English. Yeah. learning another language to preach in an un- another language mm-hmm. and That's your dad or Jim Adams or different we talked to a lot of different people yeah. seven to ten years of intensive language study yes yeah. to preach in that language right. yes we were in our 50s we were not young whippersnappers right and the 50 year old brain doesn't learn language <laughs> like a 20 year old brain does yeah so we kind of had these criteria one of them mm-hmm. was we had to be able to come and be with our kids when they needed us in the yeah. summer they were still young adults it had to be in english and so beijing baptist church that situation fit, fit that all cr- of that it did yeah and so two years come home in the summer it's all in english yeah now we recognized going in that we needed to have language because right. we landed and you better know some chinese yeah you need to have some you do. yeah you're still you do. You do. going international you are right you are but our focus was international so everybody we worked with spoke english um you needed it to you know buy milk yeah but yep. not yep. necessarily not for ministry right right we pondered we prayed we planned about the opportunity with beijing baptist church what we've learned in this process, getting passports updated, visas and tickets, is that mobilization takes time and is stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it makes sense to go for extended periods, not short jaunts. Yeah. 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 And these were some of my thoughts. Journey. Life. Life is a journey. Always changing, always moving, always new. Yeah. But God never changes. Yeah. God never moves in the same sense. God remains the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm so thankful I have a constant, faithful, and unchanging God. He directs, guides, lives, loves, leads, but most importantly, saves and sanctifies. And that was the sanctifying process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to follow up with that, two days later, I wrote a journal entry on March 17, 2013, to show you where we were. Right. Sometimes I don't like living the faith stories because they're hard. <laughs> they require patience. Mm 
trust and lack of control, at least on my mm. part. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm thankful that we have a sovereign God who not only created all things and fills all things, but also knows all things. He knows exactly when we need our visas. <laughs> he knows exactly where they are. <laughs> that particular piece of faith story challenged my faith and sense of rightness. In order to visit China, I needed a new passport, and we both needed visas. After much contact with the visa agency, we eventually received our passports with visas in a FedEx envelope less than 24 hours Whoa. before our flight to China. Whoa. <laughs> Talk about angst. <laughs> and Mark will never ever let me forget that was the time I was yelling at the agency because they really didn't get my passport you know I just God does these things yeah. and he brings us to the brink of trust yes yep. that's right yep. and we had to leave at 7 in the morning that day and I think it was 9 o'clock at night the night before we got our passport. wow that, that is, is amazing <laughs> well, it was insane it was and yeah. so you know all of these things those open doors, it's like, God yes. is doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot do this. You couldn't. Do, there's yeah. no way you yeah. couldn't. So. He's bringing you to the end of yourself yeah. so that you're ready to do totally his work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. And at the same time, though, he's also showing you that missionary work isn't just going out and sharing the gospel and talking to all these people and leading Bible studies, but it's doing the everyday, oftentimes the mundane, yeah. being faithful and trusting him in those things. Totally. And you're like, okay, totally. I've been doing that oh, work I'm actually. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. goes back to your dad's comment, it's right. all the things I've already been doing right. my whole life mm -hmm. in a different context. Just yeah. in a different place, yeah. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Sure, sure. So God is beginning to answer your questions. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. what is ministry? What is a missionary? Mm -hmm. What is this? Mm -hmm. So we did visit Beijing, and we went for How 10, day, oh, 10 okay. days. We fell in love with the people. Mm -hmm. It reminded us of our home church, the mm -hmm. friendliness. Yeah. They were welcoming. We thought, you know what? For two years, we could do this. We could do this. Yeah. You know? But there were things that had to fall in place. We came back from that trip recognizing, okay. So God was unifying you and Mark, though, with that. He was. We were together. Mm -hmm. We felt like we could do this together. We, we were doing things at home in Greenville mm -hmm. that we actually ended up doing the same thing. There. Having people in our home. Right. Yeah. You know, right. doing guys night. We had guys come over for dinner and discipleship. And so we just kind of transferred mm -hmm. what we yep. did in Greenville to Beijing. Yeah. Yep. Really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So coming yeah. back from Beijing, we said, okay, Lord, if you want us to do six things here that have to happen. <laughs> and he did. The Lord provided. Yeah. Those doors it's happen. <laughs> flew so wide open yeah. that it became very evident that God wanted us to be in Beijing. Yeah. yeah. And we went with the idea to be there for two years. Yeah. Right. We stayed for six. <laughs> so were you, was this very affirming to you and your faith in this move? To see all to these see things. To see all these yes. things. Yes, it was. And mm -hmm. I think he was doing he was a work making, in our heart yeah. to say, well, we can still have guys night. We can still yeah. have people over for dinner. Yeah. We can, you know. And, and so your husband was preaching while he was there because he was called there to be pastor. He was called so. there to be the pastor. So, of course, mm -hmm. he does the normal pastor things. I tried to explain, oh, okay, so what does a pastor do? Well, he preaches, of course. Right, mm -hmm. right. You know, disciples and um, mentors, a lot of counseling. Sometimes it's groups, sometimes it's couples, yeah. dating couples, marriage issues, you, you yeah, name it. It's life. It's yeah, life. Yeah. And, you know, I actually loved it. 
yeah. I really did enjoy it. I think that's what's so neat about your story and God leading you mm-hmm. to serve in another country is that he brought you through a long road of recognizing your weaknesses, yeah. your struggles, working through them, bringing you to the end of yourself, showing your need for him, yeah. breaking down this perception of missionaries that you had, um, that you had to be sort of ultra holy or have a particular personality. Yeah. Um, and through all of that, he was just really preparing you for, the, yeah. for yeah. serving in another country in a really right. effective way where you can now meet with people who are having marriage struggles or mm-hmm. wanting to get married or struggles with kids or mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, school or work, whatever the issues were. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, we've been there. We right. know. Right. <laughs> right. And I often think, okay, had this been 30 years ago, we wouldn't have the same yeah. life yeah. stories to help people. Mm-hmm. And the thing, right. it, was, it was really kind of fun because we were one of the oldest couples there. Right. We were the parents to all the others. Right. <laughs> right. And so to right. me, as I've grown and I've realized, okay, what does God want me to do? Mm-hmm. I'm a mom at heart. So you continued that work when you got there. <laughs> I did, and I loved it. Yeah. And, and Mark and I have talked about that now. That's what I love. Yeah. Right. It's what our pastors often refer to as mothers in Israel. Yeah. And they talk a lot about... Um, women being mothers in Israel mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. a mother of Israel and in, in the church that's your that is much of what women are called to be is mothers in Israel whether we have children or not whether we're empty nesters or single or you know whatever a woman's wherever she situation she finds herself in to be a mother in Israel and that was what you held on to and loved so much with your own children but god continued to use you in that in that way and i think that also made it hard to leave beijing when it became very evident if god opened the doors for us to go right. people said how long are you going to stay mm-hmm. i said well god made it clear right we're going to go he'll make it clear and he did and i think mean, for me that was hard because i was leaving spiritual children yeah mm-hmm. you know right. yeah. friends that yeah. i loved that were my kids ages yeah. mm-hmm. that i could help and watch and and watch them grow in the lord right. and young moms who had small children yeah. and but i think my heart was to be a mom yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's still my heart yeah yeah and so now people say okay so what are you gonna do in the u.s i said i don't know I'm going to be keep, a mom. Keep doing it. You're going to keep doing mother. it. Well, <laughs> funny thing you say, um, because God has opened doors where we had people in our home. Mm-hmm. The house we kept, Yep. I came back, and I'm kind of rattling around in this house. I'm thinking, God, this is so big. We don't need this house. Lord, just fill it. Just mm-hmm. fill it. So three different occasions we've had people living with us. That's cool. <laughs> I know. Praise God. International students. And so people would always ask me then, okay, so now we decided it was time to come back. Now what do we do? You know, just doing the same normal things that mm-hmm. we've done, again, in a different context. Right. Yep. What is it? Again, what is ministry? Right. Yeah. So that's where we are. We're here. We're here mm-hmm. until God makes it clear to go someplace else. Right. Um, I think once you've been overseas, it does give you, I noticed even the people that we knew in Beijing, it gives yeah. them an itch. Yes. Mm. You know. Yes. You're so, always ready to go. To always sense. ready to go. But I'm really <laughs> thankful. I'm really thankful the, for the way God worked. Worked mm-hmm. in me. Yeah. You know, you're right. 
going from, hey, I'm not going anywhere overseas, to now flying all over the world. And I think there's only one continent I haven't been on now. Um, <laughs> so some of it's adventure. Some of it's you know, just seeing how God is going to work. Yeah. You know? yeah, he's given you more faith now to be open to unknowns and right. unexpected. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and so we're here. We're here for however long. Forever long. You know? Well, Titus two women and mothers of Israel always needed, and there's a huge lack of them. Mm. Um, and the younger generations may not know it, <laughs> how much we need Titus two women, but mm. we need them desperately. And, and see, for me, that's always been like, again, that's that, that's that woman, or that's I can't do that. Or, <laughs> you know, that's, Titus two I'm women. Just, <laughs> you know, like, it's my brain, my head. <laughs> You are that. That's what I'm saying is you are that. Mm -hmm. You've been that. Mm -hmm. You've done that in Beijing. Mm -hmm. I think you just need to keep doing it. You know, in some ways, it's in part that attitude that probably I think makes it so helpful because God is honored to work through Mm -hmm. weak people. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you not coming to the table, coming to ministry, saying, all right, I've got this all figured out, and I've got all this... All this stuff to offer, everybody. Yeah, you you're know, coming to the table saying, saying mm-hmm. I've, I'm, I'm weak, I've struggled, I've been through hard things, yeah. I need the gospel, yeah. I keep needing the gospel, and I love being a mother, and I care yeah. about people, and then you see you know, some people come along who have a need, and you can meet them where they are yeah. with a, an understanding and a genuine just understanding of yeah. what they need, what they're going through and what they need. And I just think that's, that's ministry. It is. And that's why I think of the tapestry. Yeah. Because we're on the underside looking at all these strings and mm-hmm. thinking, I mean, these are looks so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, they're long and they're twisted, they're knotted, and they, they yeah. just yeah. are awful looking. But God is weaving a story yeah. that... He knows what he's doing. Right. And that's beautiful. And it is beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. when you think of a tapestry, a tapestry is beautiful. Yeah. And I often had to think of that, especially those hard days. It's like, you know, God, yeah. what are you doing? I don't see this. And looking forward, what is God going to do? Right. I don't know, but yeah. looking back, he's been faithful every right. time. Right. And so he will be faithful. You know, there were times in my life, separate from all this stuff, that I would wrestle with faith in Christ. Yeah. But I always came back to who is Christ? Yeah. Is he who he says he is? Yeah. Does he do what he says he will do? The answer is yes. And it's all right here in our life because I think without those Ebenezers, those markers, those polished monuments, I wouldn't see it as much, you know. And it was obvious God God was doing this. Monumental is hosted by Katie Walker and Amy Molina. It's produced and edited by Katie Walker. And it is executive produced by Nathan Alberson and Jake Mensel. If you like the show, please don't forget to rate and review in the app of your choice. And if you're interested in more great content, including articles and other podcasts, please visit warhornmedia.com.